Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Rachel True. And I'm Trent Venegas. And you're listening to Quoting Gene Roddenberry. The 100-day podcast that celebrates what would have been the 100th birthday of the man that created Star Trek. Each day between now and the end of our podcast. August 19th. One of Star Trek's biggest icons. Or celebrity fans. Or both. We'll be quoting Gene Roddenberry. Then we're going to take a deep dive into why we think this sci-fi legend still has a lot to say to the world. Today's quote is read by Star Trek Lower Deck star, Tawny Newsom. I would hope there are bright young people all the time who will take Star Trek to levels and areas that were beyond me. I don't feel jealous about that at all. It'll go on without any of us and get better and better and better. That really is the human condition. Welcome back to Quoting Gene Roddenberry. And I would like to welcome back our guest host, who's been fabulous, who's been with us all week long, the New York Times number one bestselling author, Scott Sigler. Welcome back, Scott. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, so let me go ahead and toss this to you because off camera you were like, I can't wait to talk about this one. So <laughs> let's let's talk about this one. You know Everything we've been talking about in the week I've been hanging out with you guys has been about the positivity and the optimism of Gene Roddenberry. Mm -hmm. Somebody makes such a massively popular show and then to be excited and eager to pass that on to other people to take his creation and his team's creation and roll with it, modify it and keep it going. Uh, this is terrifying to me as a creator of a property <laughs> because as a, me, as me a, too. as a diehard, you know, sci-fi nerd, the, the number of times I've gone and watched a property when it changes hands and it's heartbreaking, what happens to it mm -hmm. is just, is crushing to me. And I, I, it's not that I don't think other people can do a good job. It's that I don't want the fans of the property to be bummed out when it moves on to the next thing. So to, to be able to hear someone as as high up as Gene Roddenberry says, cool that. And then to think about all the great Star Trek stuff that has come out since his passing, mm -hmm. uh, I guess it's a little bit comforting to me as a creator to be like, if I am able to make something popular enough that it will continue after me, that uh, eventually it'll find the right creative hands and go on to be bigger and better. But I see why you think that way, Scott, because, you know, there have been a lot of kooky, not great remakes of mm -hmm. things. And then we're also in the era of IP, you know, yeah. or a movie or something to sell. It must be intellectual property. And so we end up with a pastiche of the same, if you mm -hmm. ask me, just retread after retread after retread. And so I have fear about this too when I see this quote. But then again, I think the whole point of it is saying, he, he, he makes a point of saying, I hope there are bright he doesn't say <laughs> just I any old person hack yeah takes yeah. my work you know like i like that he specified with that because that's number one and also the idea of something living beyond i actually like because gene's very careful with his words and i like that he says 
He already says, you know, I hope some some bride will take it on. But he doubles down and says, I don't feel jealous. And jealous is a word, much like fear, other words like that, that evoke a response, mm-hmm. right? So I'm mm-hmm. glad that he said, because we are usually envious and jealous. And frankly, all of us have it at different degrees, right? All of us have a little bit of it. So I think saying, no, I've never, it's just untrue. We all get a little envious. So see, I, I for sure. But, right, Trent? Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We all It's human is what I'm saying. And my thing is like, I'd rather admit my foibles yep. <laughs> so yep. that I can get better and acknowledge them and, and, and start to understand why I'm triggered in that moment. That's the only way to evolve. And per this quote, it's kind of about evolution, right? Because uh, the very end of the quote is, he goes, I don't, I, I don't feel jealous about that at all. It'll go on without any of us and get better and better and better than mm-hmm. that really mm-hmm. is the human condition, ev- mm-hmm. evolving, evolution. Yep. Yep. We Since we crawled out of the ocean as some whatever single-cell organism, we have been evolving, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I love that he's like, no, this will all evolve. But he wasn't around in the, in the 2000s <laughs> when everything became a retread of a superhero thing. Uh, and I love superhero movies, for the record. I love them. I just don't like that there isn't any other movies ever yeah. in the cinema other than superhero ones because I, I sort of love storytelling and human stories too. But some of these superhero movies are amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amazing and teaching all these lessons. And to have a property of, of such magnitude to be wondering eventually it'll wind up in the hands of a, you know, a soulless money factory. It's just rehashing the brand, rehashing the same thing. Like, yeah. let's tell the exact same story. Let's go get some new pretty young people and throw them in there. Yeah. And go to town. That that stuff, it seems like he he didn't really care because at least they're still continuing the property, telling the stories, which will which will connect with people at some point down the road. But uh yeah, for me, if, if I'm lucky enough for this to be a problem, then I'll I'll try and be more like Mr. Huddenberry. <laughs> and I, you know, it's so important to me that he specified that. Uh, and I don't feel jealous about it because as I mentioned to you, Rachel, I do this is the one thing I, I don't one of the things I don't love about my I like personality like I am a jealous person and it blows my mind that someone as creative as Gene Roddenberry to create such an incredible franchise and even up until the, the next generation like Star Trek was like huge and it's even grown so much more since we lost him that for him to be like you know, it was such I, I mentioned this before that I, I think that his Star Trek is his love letter to humanity because he loves humanity so much that when you love something enough that you can leave it in the care of someone else, like a like a child or a a, a baby, uh, that says a lot about that person. And while while the quote yesterday really uh, identified with where I was like, oh, Gene's childlike quality, I, I totally identify with that. This I don't because I'm like. I just don't understand because of my sometimes jealous nature. I think I would be like, what? No, no one could do it but me. Trent sold his blog. But what? how would you have felt if someone else had just taken over? And maybe even like, you know, like uh, there used to be columns with like Dear Abby. And it was a different person, right? So what if they just kept your name? It's... It's Trent's blog, but someone mm. someone else was writing. How would yes. you felt? So when I sold the blog, uh, they did have another writer. And I think it's still going. I don't ever read it because hi, jealous me. Uh, but like, it does feel weird. It felt weird when people would say, oh, you know, it's not the same. I'm like, of course it's not the same because it's like, it's not me. But that's why, that's why I say I wish I was able to not have, I don't know, like, 
jealousy is it's it's one of those it's very human. And actually, I just want to commend yeah. you for not looking at it because that's actually it's a good way to take care of yourself. Yeah. You yeah. would feel yeah. annoyed and jealous, right? Yeah. And it's its own it. it's its own thing now if it still exists. And I'm sure whoever you know wrote it like enjoyed it. I hope they enjoyed it because it brought me so much enjoyment. But at the at the last three years of my site, I was you know, able to hire a writer. And I felt absolutely no jealousy at all when I brought Shannon Houston on as the as another writer on Pink is a New Blog. Well, so she was in New York and I was in L.A. And that's kind of how we split the day. And uh, instead of being like jealous about having her on there, I felt so blessed to have a female young voice that was able to, you know, take the things that I like and what I'm interested in and in her through her lens uh, you know, have her own say. And I felt like it made Pink is a New Blog so much richer. And now she's a writer on Lovecraft Country, Little Fires Everywhere, Homecoming, The Looming Tower. She only writes on like the best shows. Wait, re- remind the people where she came from because sometimes I feel like people think they're too good sometimes to work at a blog. Yep. There, It's not their blog, but yep. look where she went yep. from there. Yeah, and right? I'm such I'm such a fan of her. I, I, It's like she's surpassed me by leaps and bounds, and I couldn't be more thrilled that mm-hmm. I was able to work with her. Not that her success comes from what she did on my site. It's that I feel blessed to have worked with her, and now I see, see the work that she's doing, and it's just like, and I'm just the biggest fan. <laughs> Well, I will uh, say that I may or probably have not. I have definitely not seen things I've been in that are remakes of stuff I've been in. Not necessarily out of envy, more mm-hmm. like doesn't it has nothing to do with me. That's how I look at it. Like it has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you, Scott, something because you were saying no, I wouldn't like that, and yet you did that. You stepped in and wrote an alien. Yeah. That's a, that's 100% accurate. And what you're hoping for is, at least what I hope for, to make it all about me, is if people are brought in to write my properties after late in life or when I'm gone or I sell it off, whatever, I can only hope they come in with the same kind of uh, passion and mm-hmm. devotion to the mm-hmm. property. As reverence, you could reverence. tell. So, uh, yeah. I could tell you had reverence for that property because, it's such, again, it's such a good book, His Alien Failings. It's great. That's the thing that I am afraid of. Is it, you know, is it going to be given to somebody who's like, I grew up reading the, your Galactic Football League series and I, I got all these ideas and I can't wait to get in there. I love these characters, these characters. If you hear those things, you're like, okay, this will probably be in pretty good hands. But once you've given up right. the control to have someone come in and go, okay, what's this all about again? Like if they just go get who they yeah. think is e- either the hot writer of the moment or this person they know that will get the job done on time. Like that's mm-hmm. a lot right. my limited <laughs> experience with Hollywood. Uh, yeah. That gets... That is a huge factor in getting mm-hmm. hired for a job. Mm-hmm. Well, she did this for me before. She got it done, so I'll give it to her because they know they can count on that. Those are the kind of things that uh, that make you nervous as an originator of a property. Like, who's going to get it after me? The themes of your books or Aliens or Star Trek or your blog, the things you were talking about are, are things that anyone can explore. Yep, you know, exactly. And can resonate with anyone, so... I think it's great. I just, I'm sick of IP. That's what I'm sick of. That's just me, though. Obviously, the world is not sick of that. 
But let's bring it back to the quote for a second. Okay. So, uh, so when Gene says, like, I hope there are bright young people growing up all the time who will take Star Trek to levels and areas that are beyond me. And the thing that I thought about while in our discussion right now is one of my favorite YouTubers. Uh, she's a Star Trek YouTuber. Her name is Jesse Earl and she's transgender. And I'm certain, maybe not certain, but I believe that when Gene is speaking about voices that are beyond him, he probably could not get fully into the head of a young female transgender person, right? Or a young Latino gay person. So the fact that he is he is uh, happy that, or he's hopeful that there are bright young people who are coming up all the time who can take the thing that he created and he loves so much into areas into stories that he could never imagine himself. And and that's another thing that I love about this quote that he makes very clear. Yeah, no, I believe like, yeah. again, it's all about whether it's your personal evolution or the evolution of this country or the evolution of your art, right? Because Scott, from your beginning for when you first started writing, you've evolved, haven't you? you as an author yep. and as a person, you know, that's a lot what I see in this. And um that's the only way to stay vital and alive. As a creator, the the broader your reach goes, the more mm-hmm. you meet other creators and your your orbit starts orbit around others and you get to have these amazing sit-downs with people, with other creators at cons or wherever, even online, talk to people. And it's you you're never quite fully prepared for somebody to say something and for you to think, I have zero experience with that particular thing. And then you can sit and listen and start to learn a whole lot more. And it sends you off in different story ideas and storylines. And then to what, to what Trent was saying, you can, you can always empathize, but you can't truly understand someone's own personal experience. So getting a property into the hands of others who can tell that story from mm-hmm. a different way or will resonate with different people is also one of the good things about letting go and yes. passing it on, letting exactly. others have a crack at it. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Scott. And we have him for one more episode. One more episode. So Trent, tell the people where to watch our videos. Yeah. If you want to watch a video of today's quote being read, you can check it out on our social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we hope you'll join Rachel, Scott, and me one more time tomorrow for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's quote. So tweet us, post us, DM us, whatever. We're at Roddenberry on Twitter and Facebook and at Roddenberry Official on Instagram. Quoting Gene Roddenberry is a Roddenberry podcast hosted by me, Rachel True. And me, Trent Venegas. Producing are Claire Kramer and Kelsey Goldberg with executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Engineering and editing are provided by Elizabeth Joy Windham. And special thanks to all those who were kind enough to read a quote and give a voice to Gene Roddenberry's everlasting words. Live long and prosper. 